KYW Original Podcasts. For more stories about the coronavirus pandemic in Philadelphia, subscribe to KYW In-Depth on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to podcasts. The coronavirus pandemic from KYW In-Depth. I'm Matt Leon. Well, given this moment we're living through, the numbers weren't really a surprise, but some brutal retail sales numbers for March down 8.7%, just a huge drop. Now, obviously, we know why everybody's indoors and most stores are closed. But what does this do to the future of retail? Is this going to change things forever? Uh, to get some perspective on that, uh, some context on these numbers and where we go from here, we reached out to Dr. Michael Solomon. He's a professor of marketing at St. Joseph's University. Really interesting conversation uh, about the future, maybe, of brick and mortar, the future of malls and kind of where we go from here. Check it out. Let's start with the number 8.7% plunge in retail sales in March. Uh, was that the number you thought it would be close to it, or are we kind of in uncharted territory where you really don't know what to expect? Well, we certainly don't know what to expect, but unfortunately, I think we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg, and um, I, I, I think the numbers in April will be even worse. So give us some perspective. Obviously, we know what's behind this, but is this a number that we've ever approached before? I don't think we have, at least in modern times. Um, perhaps during the Great Depression we did. Uh, certainly certainly not since the 30s or 40s have we seen numbers like this. As someone who follows this, studies this, even though we know why we're doing this, how alarming is this? How, how many alarm bells does this send off with you? Well, I'd say uh, any alarm bells you have should be ringing about now. It's, uh, it's pretty bad. And, um, you know, it unfortunately is not going to get better in the short term. I think we all have to tighten our belts and just just uh, be prepared for a pretty wild ride. Um, you know, hope, hopefully uh, we, we will recover, but um, it's not, it's not going to be a quick fix as much as we would like it to be. We're not going to suddenly emerge in a few months uh, as if nothing ever happened. So there are going to be some long-term changes that we're all going to have to make to adjust to this. When it comes to brick and mortar, are you expecting to see a lot of store closures? Is this going to change the landscape uh, forever? Uh, unfortunately, I, I think we can count on a lot of closures. Uh, you know, what happens with major disruptions like this is that they, they tend to accelerate trends that were already happening. Uh, we had a, we have a lot of businesses, uh, especially for example in the fashion area, that were really in trouble already. Um, this is just going to add fuel to the fire. So, I think that we're going to see a lot of, uh, particularly a lot of small businesses that don't have the cash reserves to see their way through this, are going to have to close or change the way that they do business. And some of the bigger ones as well that were really struggling, um, this certainly isn't going to help. And you talk about, we talk about store closures and you talk about accelerating trends. Obviously, we were seeing the kind of the slow death of a lot of malls uh, over the last few years. Could this accelerate where we see entire malls uh, grind to a halt, big picture? Yeah, I think, I think we're going to see a culling of the malls. Uh, again, this was happening beforehand. It's just going to get worse. 
Um, it, I don't think that we're going to see the end of, of public shopping, but it's going to be much different. And some of these malls that we're already teetering on the brink, you know, are are going to have big problems. Uh, you know, the, the ones that are successful, say, if we're talking about King of Prussia, something like that, that have, have figured out at least to some extent what people are looking for, I, I think they're going to survive. But but they're going to have to make some changes as well because. You know, we don't want to be encouraging big crowds and so on. So we, there, there's still a lot of reasons to venture outside your, your home to go shopping, but not everybody's going to be able to provide those in the long term. Even when we open back up and we talk about people going out shopping, we're still going to have ripple effects from this because I don't think it's going to be like they turn on a switch whenever it is and say it's safe. There's probably going to be a lot of people that are just going to feel more comfortable shopping from home, correct? Oh, yeah. I mean, we were already seeing, again, this trend toward toward online shopping. And and really, you know, a lot of people, I, I think, uh, really didn't realize how convenient it can be to, to do this, you know, to just uh, click a few links and you get stuff delivered, at least functional stuff and particularly groceries and so on. So, uh, yeah, not, this isn't going to be something that's going to reverse itself uh, quickly. It's just going to accelerate the trend toward more online shopping. We're looking at a long-term change here. Are there certain retail sectors you're more worried about than others? Like if you had to break it down, are there certain ones? And I think food, grocery, we're not including that. But but past that, are there certain ones you're uh, more worried about than others? Well, I think in the fashion industry, we're looking at some really, really big issues, especially uh, especially on the luxury end, uh, we're going to see a lot of declines there. We're going to see a lot of smaller uh, manufacturers go out of business. We're going to see a, uh, a trend probably towards more uh, leisure wear and so on as, as people aren't, uh, you know, getting dressed to go, <laughs> to go to their offices nearly as much. That's going to have that's going to reverberate. So uh, that that's definitely going to be, I think, one of the hardest hit areas is is apparel, and you know there will be some others that are kind of obvious. For example, people are probably going to be spending more on health and wellness, but perhaps less on gym memberships and that kind of thing. Uh, you know, the fitness area is is really going to have to adjust. For example, so one thing I've been curious about, in addition to this and the work from home. This is going to turn the commercial real estate business upside down, isn't it? Just because you're going to have less people out and you're going to you're not going to need the space that people when they made their decisions three, five years ago uh, that that you thought you did. How could that affect the, the, you know, retail, commercial real estate? Yeah, I think I think you're right about that. Unfortunately, you know, we were seeing a trend toward uh, toward uh, sharing space and so on and. Uh, we work and that kind of thing. Um, but now a lot of people are figuring out that they can hold a lot of these meetings at, at home. Uh, it's not quite as much fun, <laughs> but it's, it's a lot more efficient. And of course, the travel industry as well, especially business travel, conferences, event management, those are areas that are, that are going to take a very big hit. Are there any stores or brands that have jumped out at you as handling this particularly well that have actually maybe burnished their credentials that they could come out a little stronger on the other end? Well, I, you know, I'm seeing 
of course, everybody is, is putting out a lot of feel-good messages. You know, we're here for you, et cetera. Uh, the problem with some of those is that if you just talk the talk and don't walk the walk, people are going to get turned off. They're going to see through that. But, uh, you know, I'm starting, I, I, I'm starting to see some, for example, some of the automotive, uh, some of the car companies that are offering to, uh, to change the terms of their, of their purchasing arrangements that are offering to have uh, uh, delivery of the cars, uh, anything that, anything that allows you to have a contactless experience. And I think this is going to be one of the big changes in bricks and mortar that do survive, uh, for example, in the grocery area as well. Uh, again, accelerating that trend that we saw with, let's say, Amazon uh, creating stores where you don't need to actually check out that's the kind of thing that, that people are really going to gravitate towards. We do a lot of interviews and we talk to people that this is, it's so unprecedented and we're all kind of feeling our way one step at a time. And that's regardless of the topic, the industry and all. Are there any things that maybe aren't front and center, but that could be kind of ripple effects uh, of these changes in retail that you're keeping an eye on? Any unique situations you think that could develop either in a way positive or even more negative? Well, you know, every crisis creates opportunities because it forces us to think about doing things differently. And it forces us to re-examine what people really want and the best way to give it to them. So for example, let's talk about just feeling good, you know, the need the need to feel good. People people still are going to want to to shop, however you define that, they're going to want to do fun things, especially after they've been cooped up for so long. So there's definitely opportunities there. We're seeing new rituals being formed, for example, Zoom happy hours and so on. And and I, I think there's you know there's opportunities when you look at that. So so for example, if people are going to continue to socialize more on on Zoom and other and other platforms like that, there's there's ways that companies can help with that, uh, you know. So, for example, let's say you want to, uh, let's say you're into wine tasting. Uh, you can you can buy a kit that allows everybody in your group to to maybe taste that same wine at the same time, each in their own house, you know, and and everybody can share the experience that way. So, so we see things like that, and and there's also a lot of opportunities, I think, for organizational type products, you know, like the types of things they sell in the container store. People are going to be much more interested in organizing their living spaces. They're going to want to have a better sense of what their inventory is at any time. Um, not that they have to start hoarding toilet paper necessarily, but uh, being able to keep track of things. Uh, so, for example, if you sell sm uh, smart refrigerators that, that actually monitor when you are low on supplies, that kind of uh, futuristic tech is going to be uh, more interesting to people. Um, anything that, that allows us to provide a sense of normalcy, a sense of structure, I think creates some interesting opportunities. We're always going to want to connect with others, and we're always going to want to feel good about how we spend our time and, and how we connect with other people. So businesses that do that are going to prosper, I believe. Is how much. I specifically look at Amazon and they're just so big already. Is this just going to turbo charge 
them specifically just because of the ability to get just about anything you want to your to your house? This is definitely going to be a positive for them uh, as long as they can manage manage the supply chain. You know, be careful what you wish for because uh, I you know people are going to figure out that there's so many things that they can get delivered as long as we have frontline workers who are able to do this it does create a lot of opportunities for them and for other online companies um, unfortunately you know to the detriment of the traditional merchants are we going to see in the retail industry a a permanent loss of jobs and what i mean by that is not just our most places, most stores, even those that stay afloat, just not going to need the same level of workers because the traffic's just not going to be the same? Well, the jury's still out on that. I think in the short term, we're going to see that. But as some of them hopefully you know, come back uh, and, and start doing business again, they may have to change their business model and reallocate their resources. So, for example, they're going to have to focus a lot more on, on uh, let's say, if you're in the food business, uh, food preparation and pickup and delivery and so on. So you you may have less uh, wait staff if you're a restaurant, but those people can be useful in other places. So we'll certainly see some realignment there, but I think a lot of businesses will do their best to uh, to keep their employees on for as long as they can. That's it for this episode of KYW In Depth Coronavirus. For more stories about the coronavirus pandemic here in the Philadelphia area, or if you want to know how what you see or hear on the news is going to change your own life or your own routine, then subscribe to the KYW In-Depth podcast. Search for KYW In-Depth on the Radio.com app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. My name is Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon. 